When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is an Eden special report. Now reporting. Peter Rosenberg! Eden's at six. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. Now, from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. One of your show is number one. Hi, everyone. Welcome to ENN. On TV. Ray Rowe. ENN tonight's presented by D'Agostino and Associates, the injury firm, 888-24-LAW-24. Bite back. That's right, 888-24-LAW-24. I'd like to start off tonight's ENN, if I can, by saying good evening to Michael. Listen to something else, and you're not that bright. Good evening to Don. Always got the side order of muscles. Good evening to myself. And lastly, to Jerry Jones. We get to suck on that all week. (laughs) Now, here's something we didn't get to yet in the program. We suck. Rex Ryan, never one to say something over the top. Not that I can remember. Was on with DiPietro and Rothenberg earlier and had this to say about the Giants-Vikings game. You're telling me that you don't think this team's going to beat uh, the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota? They're going to win this game. There's no question in my mind that, that the Giants will win that game. Not even close. They rested, the, you know, Dexter Lawrence. They rested, the, you know, all these guys. I think it's good now in hindsight. Plus, you wanted to play Minnesota. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? If if you would have won the game, you're not playing Minnesota probably. So, I, I don't know. I just thought it was, you know, I probably would have handled it differently. But at the same thing, you're trying to accomplish the same thing. You want to get your guys out of there. Um, I like how he prepared. Daniel Jones prepared like he was playing in that game. So I think that's smart. Um, Brian Dayball's done an amazing job this year. And this team's going to be humming, man. I'm telling you, watch what happens. And the longer you go, the more pressure it is on the other team. Don't be shocked when the Giants win that game. How about this stat, guys? The Vikings finished the season, as we've been saying, with a minus three-point differential. 24 points worse than any other 13 or more win team in NFL history. Yep. Now, to the caller's point earlier, what are the Giants? And I think they're pretty much even with Minnesota. But their records would indicate that Minnesota's much better. And Vegas agrees with us because Minnesota's only a three-point favor in a playoff game at home. I still, now, I'm, not, I'm not as confident as Rex is. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to guarantee it. You know, I'm not guaranteeing anything, but you know what? This is the path, I think, honestly, of least resistance. Of all the teams the Giants could play, I think Minnesota's probably the draw you want. They lost both games to the Cowboys, both games to Philadelphia, although the second one was compromised because nobody played. Um, I guess maybe Tampa would probably be easier. They're an under 500 team. Oh, Tampa's was, the worst team there, but you're dealing with Brady. There was which no always... shot. There was no chance of them playing 
no. um, Tampa anyway. And nope. San Francisco, I would feel probably just as negative about the Giants' chances as I am positive against Minnesota. Oh, yeah. I, I, well said, Don. You, you, they, no, one wanted, no one wanted San Francisco, Brock Purdy or not. Now, based on what you guys both sound like right now, I assume you're both throwing some points down on the Giants this week. I, I don't you dare put that into into my column. Yeah, so it sounds like no, get I, that I, out of why your would mouth. It, why would you say that? Because just you, because the Vikings might be the worst thirteen win team of all time, I don't think the Giants are a great nine win team. Yeah, but I think he's got you, Michael. No, he well, doesn't have me. No, I'll no, no, you. he's got you because you know I'm going to tell you why. I well, think so has. if I take the Vikings, I want you to kiss my feet. That's a strange. Well, that would be. A, I don't know how. Who benefits from that? Now, really? you also, I've got to ask <laughs> you a question for those watching on TV. Well, why do you have a, a doll of Fidel Castro with you? It's not. <laughs> I can understand why you think that, but that's He's a GI Joe like, doll. A GI Joe bearded doll. That is my Christmas gift from my brother that I got. He yesterday. gave you that. Yes. Why? This was right out of the glass case from Pandora's box in Lafayette, New, New Jersey. But why? It, because I love. This, this is what I had. I, I collected these when I was a kid, so what this are, is a great throwback to me. This is the G.I. Joe doll from the 70s. Oh, the G.I. Joe doll, right. Wow. And I got Haven't an we talked about this before? Hat. It's got all the accessories. It's got the boots, everything. It it, it looks like uh, Theodore Roosevelt dressed up in an army outfit. <laughs> no, I well, think it looks like Fidel Castro. It brings back a lot of memories of my childhood. I appreciate my brother thinking of me. Doesn't it make you think, though, Peter? So in the last couple of shows... Don has said he doesn't like America. He likes Montreal more. And that's now he has not, a communist, Fidel Castro, in front of him. What's he saying? No, that's, first of all, Montreal versus the United States doesn't even make sense as an apples-to-apples <laughs> apples comparison. Second of all, you're really missing the main point today, which is. Which I, is? I'm saying right now, Don's combination of beard and hair is the best he's ever looked in the history of. Of the show, and then really? when you put when you put the sweater into the equation, which oh, yeah, is like he's... a Christmas sweater, it looks like Santa when he's like three weeks out after you know delivering all the gifts. Yeah, no, and by the way, did why in the middle of the day, Don? Did you basically send us what looked like a Christmas photo uh, yesterday That's in a, I, January? Because didn't I tell you that we celebrated Christmas with my mom yesterday? Oh, it was with your mom. So Nancy I got to had... tell you something, Don. Your kids are very, very, very handsome and attractive. And oh, beautiful. well, thank you. They, they really are. Cute. They really are. I thought that was nice. So I figured because Nancy got us matching um, sweaters, uh, but but hers. Why wasn't Nancy in the? Because the picture? hers, hers unfor- they did un- they didn't have it in her size. Oh, so sad. Uh, so so those are the three, and she doesn't like taking pictures anyway. I was to say when it comes to Don's social media, Nancy is like this. This this uh, reference may be a little too young for you guys. Nancy is like nanny in Muppet Babies. Like you just see like socks. It's not a real person. Well, I don't even know that she exists. One hundred percent. What um, for Frasier fans, Niall's wife. What was oh, her okay. name again? Daphne. Da- no, that was who no, he eventually was, married. Yeah, who he was originally married to that was never in an episode. Or or the next door neighbor, the next door neighbor on Home Improvement, or the doorman on Rhoda. Right, and also. <laughs> In Mary Tyler Moore, Lars, uh, Cloris Leachman's wife, never saw and the husband, never saw him either. So it's uh, yeah, but she just doesn't like taking pictures. She, she do, here's what I love about my wife: she doesn't get social media. She doesn't understand why people have to tweet what they just ate. She doesn't understand why well, anybody would care what's going on in her life. So she's right. She doesn't want to be a part of it. And I didn't, I didn't tweet it. I just sent it to you guys. I thought you'd you'd like to to see that. So did. we celebrated Christmas. 
um, yesterday. I mean, if it was a perfect picture, it would have been just of the kids. You with your goofy grin kind of ruined the whole well, thing. No, don't Because I had the sweater. They're I matching. get it, but it's really about the kids, Don. I the- get that, and I would have just sent it with them, but I then you're wasting the sweater. Nancy got the sweater for that kind of an occasion. I wanted to... Okay. Uh, let's, Peter, let's, did, I, at least you enjoyed the I enjoyed it very much, Thank so you. I did. Uh, and I should also say I enjoyed a meal. My, uh, my second cousin, uh, Ben, owns a, a delightful restaurant in Atlantic Beach called uh, Beginnings, and I went out there over the weekend, had myself a delightful meal. Wouldn't it be better if he named it Ben Givings instead of Beginnings? <laughs> oh, you know what? It's a good point. Ben Ginnings? You think yeah. that really rolls off the tongue? <laughs> no, but it's... I, but I, first, first, of all, first, of all, first of all, it's hard to say. Second of all, it's almost Bennigan's. So there's a well, lot going on. They're out of business now, yeah. right? There's no more Bennigan's. Yeah, but you don't, want people to think, you don't want people to think it's Bennigan's. No, in all due respect to I used to, to love Bennigan's. Sure you did. Uh, <laughs> Rex Ryan on DNR also was asked, if Woody made the phone call, would he say yes to coaching this team? Oh, I mean, that answer is obvious, but it doesn't matter because they're not. I think they're in good hands with this guy. I think Robert Sala can get it done. He's going to make changes. He's He has to make changes, and I believe that comes. I, I think I, I think they're going to do something with the offensive line. I think it's a major shakeup. Whether that's a coach involved or not, I probably will be. I, I think that's the kind of shakeup you're trying to do in this room, maybe bring some new ideas to that offense. Uh, we'll see, you know, in, in the coaching department and, and things like that. But I think you have the right guy. I think you have the right GM. we got to be patient. It doesn't happen overnight. You don't flip the whole roster overnight. So I think that's what's going to happen. Don, I mean, if there was ever anybody going to be a football version of Billy Morton, it would be Rex and the Jets, right? Yeah, uh, but again, I don't think that it. solves the problem. It's another defensive guy. Like I, I like Rex. I do. But is, 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 does that solve the Jets' problem? Because I don't think that – I know a lot of fans will disagree and I'll get bombarded on social media about this. I really don't think it's an X's and O's problem. I don't think it's a motivation problem, although they completely laid an egg in Seattle. I just think you've got to develop a quarterback. That's their problem. There it is right there. Average quarterback play, they're probably a 10-win team, maybe competing for the division, and definitely in the playoffs. So how does firing Robert Sala and hiring Rex Ryan solve that problem? How? It does. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying if there was going to be a Billy Martin of football, it would be Rex. No, he'd be the perfect candidate for that, for sure. And 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 every time he'd fall in love because he's a very lovable guy. Well, uh, I tell you, it would definitely spike our weeklies. Oh, man. No extent. I think Sala's been great. I, Sala has been by no, far cl- the best we've had guy. since Rex. Right. And even before Rex, I think he's I, I, he's, he's the best. I, I, Herm was good. But Sala, I think, is, is is outstanding. Who was the worst? Easily oh. Mangini, right? Well, Mangini wouldn't do it. Yeah, you had Peter, to give him I'd the have questions. to go in at 11 because Michael wouldn't do it. I'd have to go in at 11.30 into the studio and tape it because he'd only do it during media availability. And would only do it when he knew the questions. Clown. And, uh, Peter, you won't believe this because this is almost like, uh, you know, oh, how funny Bill Belichick is. But I would have really fun conversations with him, and then I'd go three, two, one. He'd be a different human being. Really, <laughs> completely different human being. Man, genius. Because what was his 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 um his in law was like the general manager of the uh, the then Cleveland Indians, right? Do I have that right? It was somebody in the family? 
Yeah, I think it, it was, was it Shapiro, Shapiro? Yeah. who was now the GM of the or the president of the the Blue Jays. So I talk baseball with him. We kind of get into that. Ha ha. Yeah, Don, here we go. Good talk to you. All right, we're gonna come down. We're gonna table. Three, Three two, one. Two, N- another one. human. You ever hear Don Countdown? It's one of the great radio things of all time. Coming in three, two, one. <laughs> I, do, I do, I do a bit of a bit of a Paul Olden when I'm doing a countdown. I do, I do become professional radio announcer. Coming in three, <laughs> two. Excuse one. me. All right. Um, <laughs> yesterday, uh, it wrong. It's Paul Olden. Yesterday, Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Got Michael a nice win and Bear. It, it, mm. Well, what? What? That wasn't a great pick. They were driving to get another score late, and they fumbled. Remember the great? I, I don't know who the wide receiver oh. was. Made this amazing acrobatic catch. They're getting in the red zone. They're going to score there because it, it would have been a meaningless touchdown. But and then he fumbled trying oh. to get an extra yard. No, yeah, no, I, was, no. I can't complain. I was gifted yeah, no, two points. I mean, Don, Don. <laughs> Don, you can't complain this week, but you're right. Never. You can never complain no, again. Don got the most ridiculous backdoor cover of all time. But, Michael, you did that. I thought there was a good chance you're not losing that game, and then the fumble happens. Here's Joe Burrow afterwards talking about his window for this team to win a Super Bowl. Windows my whole career, and, and everybody that, that we have in that locker room, all the coaches we have, things are going to change year to year, but our window's always open. He's got a cockiness to him, but it doesn't rub you the wrong way for some reason. No, and he, A, he backs it up. He's not a jerk. That's it. That's the only answer. No, it's both though. He's also not a jerk. Like he, no, he's not. He doesn't no. seem like a loner. You know, arrogant jerk. He just seems very confident, and he's very good. Now yes. we talked about this earlier. How everybody was in love with everybody after Monday. So because of the uh, the near tragedy with Demar Hamlin, now he's back in Buffalo. Yesterday, because the Cincinnati Bengals, I mean, they got royally rooked by the decision that the competition committee made. Joe Mixon's flipping a coin to mock the commissioner because that's what they came up with. <laughs> Where, where's the goodwill? How, how long did it last? No, Nothing ever lasts, Michael. As you said, you know, it was, uh, what, September 13th. We all went back to normal after 9-11. It's no, nice it was, it was maybe a week, maybe a full week. So you're saying September 18th. Things yeah, happen. it was a nice yeah. – everyone was nice to each other for about a week. And, I mean – even in being nice to each other, it wasn't nice to everybody. If you really go but back and look, but in at fair, him. in fairness, he is doing much better. I don't know if they you would be doing that if God forbid he had passed away or he was still in critical condition. So things were looking up, and that's all it takes for people to go be nozzles again. Um, now, one team that did not perform well yesterday—I don't know if you guys caught it or not—was the Dallas Cowboys. We, yeah. saw, we, we caught it. They went to Washington, and I mean just laid an egg. Watched it like porn. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you turned it off in a minute? <laughs> so it's hard to know which – I don't – It's hard to know, know what would have been the moment. That. It's hard to know. There were so many moments, though. Well, Dan. no, I just – I enjoy watching the Cowboys lose like any other fan of a team in the NFC East. Did you, did you see the sequence when Dak – Almost threw the pick to Kendall Fuller, and then the next play <laughs> threw the pick six to Kendall Fuller. Yes, it was. It, oh, I wish that game oh, had been yeah. meaningful. It would. You know have what been. I thought? I thought after he threw that pick, that Peter was going to have this big hairy arm guard just lift Dak up from the second table and throw him out. <laughs> oh, and you know who was out in full force after that game, Peter? Who's that? 
you know, the people that thinks uh, that Daniel Jones isn't as good as Dak, and well, oh, that took a shot. I still, you know, I still would take Dak, but that that was not the effort that you wanted but to see if you were back. How weird? Dak. How weird? Okay, so late in the first half, uh, the Giants were down like what sixteen nothing. Yeah, sixteen nine and nineteen nothing too, right? So yeah. I don't know if it was nineteen. No. Was either it? either way, they were down more than two touchdowns. It was yeah, it was definitely sixteen nothing. Watched it like porn. They were down a couple of touchdowns. So you know at this point, Mike McCarthy knows that's what's happening. His team is playing like absolute trash, guys. He kept bringing his starters out series after series. There was this play. A random nothing play late in the third quarter where afterwards like, you saw Micah Parsons like grabbing his arm. And I'm just thinking, what is this guy doing? Well, you could say the same thing about the Chargers. People. Yes. They had nothing to play for, and they kept all their stars in. It was stupid. It's a fireball offense if a big person gets injured. It just is. I think Dable did the right thing. There's no way the Giants could move from six to anywhere else. So don't let's, play anybody. Let's hear Brandon Staley on that decision you're discussing, Michael. Yeah, it's definitely my decision. Yeah, of course. We went into it at the beginning of the week and said, you know, we'll find out before the game what happens, but we have to go play Denver, and uh, we're going to go try and play a good game uh, to the best of our ability and keep everybody safe. Is that right? I mean, that, you played prob- everybody. The problem I have with him, there's another one where he's like, and we we're going to take them out, you know, before something happened. Well, you didn't. You lost three players. I think Bosa even got hurt. Um, uh, listen, I'm for playing. I get that. Then own it. Hey, listen, we're playing. It's a game. It means something to somebody somewhere. We're going to play the game or don't play it. Yeah, but don't don't halfway it. Like, oh, we're going to we, – we, we talked about it. We're going to put them in for a little while, and then we're going to try to get them out before they get hurt. But you didn't. You didn't. You were you waited too long. So admit that you waited too long. Wasn't That's not ideal to see them get hurt. Want to play them a series, whatever, but – don't tell me the idea was to get him out before they got hurt when three guys got hurt before you got him out. So crazy. Um, I hate it, though, guy. I do. I mean, I, I hate week 18 or in 17 before that, before they had a 17-game schedule. And it screws fantasy, too. You got, like, right? They well, they end the season the fantasy, before this. But they, if they, they, most fantasy leagues are over because Yeah, you have to have a championship game a week before because they know this. So you go into this really great, and there's a couple of games that mean a lot, but there's a, there was a lot of games yesterday that just nobody's playing, doesn't mean anything. And I thought there was actually probably more this year that, that were somewhat relevant than most years. And – can I ask this a television question, Michael? Oh, you're the TV I know TV. Sure. Love, yeah, yeah, we all do. We love On TV. TV. All right. And I, I, I get it in Washington and Dallas. Okay. Now, I was at my mom's, so I did not have access to DirecTV. She doesn't have DirecTV. Interesting. No. Huh? She watches Yes and the Hallmark Channel. It would be a waste. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> Seattle is going overtime with the Rams. Seattle. They're in overtime. Yep. Oh, yeah. Playoffs Seattle needs the game. They need sure. it to have a chance. And they keep telling me on fall we're going to go to bonus coverage of Seattle and we'll go. I get it in Washington and Dallas because those are the local teams, but I'm here in New York. 
Get out of this game. It's over. It's you done. Could, you could have left that game. Are you watching? With eight minutes left. But, but, but so, Michael, so what? what's the holdup? Like, why did they have to wait? Like, they, they eventually did dump out of it, but why, why Why didn't they do it earlier? As soon as Seattle, L.A. went to overtime, they should have dropped out of Cowboys uh, because Washington. Because there's, there's probably a drop-dead time that you have to get out. So they squeezed it as far as they could go, and then they dropped out when they had to go to the national but, game. So is it is that drop dead mandatory? I guess so. Yeah, just give, give the rest of the country the better game. Honestly, it's it's I would have been ticked because of course the game's blacked out on the ticket when it's local. So right. I would I wouldn't have been able to watch the end of it. But I agree with you. If you're a local fan, why on earth would you Don, care? No. I have a question. To ask Don now. Yeah. Go ahead. TV question. TV. <laughs> uh, today or yesterday was the last day of the NFL. Um, Red Zone on DirecTV. Mm. Will you get rid of DirecTV now? Because it's going to be on YouTube. I flush it. I mean, I've been committed to DirecTV since 1997. Yeah, and you know what? You always sit and cry when there's a big rainstorm. So what are you going to do? Yeah, but when something's in your life for that long, but I, I, I'm i leaning towards get rid moving of on. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Because I might be able to bundle, you know? I have oh. a bundle. So there might be a bundle in my future. Sorry, DirecTV, but I got you for the NFL Sunday ticket. I might have it longer than anybody you've ever met. I got that and the NHL Center Ice in 1997. Wow. She watches Yes and the Hallmark Channel. It would be a waste. (laughs) Yeah, no, Don, I think it's time to move on to to YouTube if that's actually what happens. Now, you mentioned the Seattle game. Seattle. Of course, the the Seahawks are going to the playoffs thanks to – a uh, Detroit Packer win that Detroit. kept I'm um, uh, Detroit Packer. A Detroit Lion win that kept the Packers out of the playoffs. Did How? anybody get concerned about Dan Campbell's nose? I was very concerned. Oh, uh, it was. It looked like it was amputation was on the table. How's I mean, Ballard yeah, Wallard? Is he feeling badly today? He yeah. could definitely lead your sleigh tonight, if you know what I mean. Uh, it was not. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. Now, um, obviously, you guys knew that. Uh, Geno Smith this year would lead the league in completion percentage. I called it. Would, would throw over 4,000 yards and throw for 30 touchdowns and 11 picks. I, um, I called that too. Believable. Yeah, where does it rank among improbable mm. quarterback seasons? Probably the, the season in heaven can wait, right, Don? It, yeah, that would be yeah. right there. That would be on the table for sure. Um, I don't, I don't know because you can talk about like Cinderella stories with like Kurt Warner, but we're talking. This is pretty advanced here. I mean, when did IK punch him out? What was that like 2015, 14? You no, know, yeah, it was 16 because Rex was in Buffalo. Remember? And then oh, IK yeah, ended up in Buffalo it. and had him be the captain of the game against the Jets and all. But nobody saw this coming ever. The Giants had him for a bit, if you remember. He started over Eli. So he was a giant in 2017. So what did IK punch him out in 16? So that's six years ago. He got in over the since he left the Giants in after 17. He played in a few games, had four attempts actually. Sorry, in 2018 for the Chargers. He did nothing in 2019. In 2020, five attempts for the Seahawks. In 21, he played a few games when Wilson was hurt. Um, threw the ball 90, uh, 95 times. And then this year starts every single game. 
Completion percentage almost at 70, 69.8, 30 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, 4,282 yards. Amazing. He's a free agent now, so what are you going to pay him? You going to pay him like a top-tier quarterback? That, that's, that is interesting, right? Well, all right. How about this for a comparable? 2001 Doug Flutie in San Diego. Mm. What were his numbers? Again, not as good. But, again, it wasn't a passing as much in 2001, but he threw for almost 3,500 yards, 15 touchdowns, 18 interceptions. So it kind of apples to oranges, but he he, kind of came out of nowhere. And then even even his Buffalo season, um, which was in 99, threw for 3,100 yards, 19 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. But remember, he was a, you know, Chicago, New England, then he was in the CFL forever. Yeah. You know, but still, this is to stay in the league and be a backup like that and then just be out of sight, out of mind, and now be actual conversation for MVP of the league. No, it's He'll get votes. It's, it's, it's pretty inspirational. Guys, I have some audio I need to play you. Should we do it on the other side? Yeah, I, think that, I think that'd be the wise thing. All right, so let's play that on the other side. This is ENN presented by D'Agostino and Associates, the injury firm, almost 35 years of getting accident victims every dollar they deserve. Offices throughout New York and New Jersey, 888-24-LAW-24. D'Agostino, bite back. More ENN on the other side right here on Yes and 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thinking about uh, throwing some cash dollars down for fun tonight. On who? On the big underdog, TCU. What's wow. the uh, What's the money line vehicle there, Anthony? So you don't even care about points. You think they're going to beat Georgia. Well, I, I just that up for you. Hang I on. would just – here's the way I look at it. I don't watch the sport, Okay. I'm I'm as likely to watch a dog show, which actually I watched some of earlier today. Plus three sixty on TCU on At, Caesars. Okay, plus three sixty though for TCU. Thirteen and a half point dogs. Thirteen and a half point dogs. An amazing story. Uh, listen, Paul Feinbaum gives him no chance, so maybe I should. Let's hear from Paul from DNR earlier. How about no? I don't think this game is going to be close. Uh, and, and I know it sounds like I'm a typical SEC elitist. I'm not. Usually championship games are bad. And I think this one will be because, to me, TCU has gone way beyond their, anyone's wildest dreams. They, yeah, they beat Michigan, but I think Jim Harbaugh played a big role in that. And they're not going to be able to outmatch this Georgia team. This Georgia team is, is just loaded uh, with NFL stars. TCU has a couple of really good players, but that's it. Uh, they don't have the depth to hang with Georgia for the entire evening. TCU is a product of the transfer system now and the NIL because this guy takes over. They were awful last year. And he just got a bunch of transfers to come play for them. It doesn't take long to rebuild anymore. But Georgia is great. I know. I know. Georgia Schmorgia. Isn't that the – but, Don, don't you agree – if I feel like, actually, you know what? Maybe I'm being stupid. Maybe to make the game interesting, I should really just ride with Georgia and the big points and just hope it's a blowout like Feinbaum's talking about. Oh, so like, you need to make a bet to make the game interesting? Yes. That's correct. Well, he's not interested. Gambling problem, call 1-800. No. That's somebody who has complete control. 
No, I mean, TC, I, I haven't bet in, I, I don't even know, how, I can't even log into my account right now. It's been so long since I actually placed a bet. I do it on special occasions. Actually, NFL playoffs is when I like to get ready and load that thing up with some cash. Let's go! And if you're going to do so, by the way, I think you should do it at FanDuel with the promo code Peter. Um, <laughs> also, Paul Feinbaum went on to say that uh, Jim Harbaugh is going back to the NFL. I think he's leaving uh, because I just don't think we would be at this point in time uh, if he wasn't. Uh, he... You can always put these things to bed. When you're when you're a college coach, you can't let stuff dra- uh, drag on. Once you get, you know, you're in the recruiting window now. I know we, we, when the early window's over, there's a second window coming up here in a, in a few weeks. And, and to me, it's a it's a high risk proposition to be flirting for an NFL job, and that's what he's doing. I mean, if, if, if the reports are accurate, and he's going to go to Denver now. On top of that, remember he he went to Minnesota last year didn't get the job but I, I think he's too far in that I, I think Jim wants to be back in the NFL and quite frankly he ought to be I thought he was a lousy coach for most of his tenure uh, in Arbor he, he got to the playoffs the last two years and that's fantastic but he's never going beyond that if he couldn't beat TCU this year how is he going to fare in a 12-team playoff I mean he he is a terrible postseason coach wow Paul Feinbaum spits facts and no no and very hard truths he really yeah, does he's not afraid he's not a scared oh no, no, he's not as scared. He he's right in the belly of the beast. Stares it right down. He's a guy who pulls off baldness very well. Oh, beautifully. Yeah, he looks great bald. You know what? You know who Paul Feinbaum is to me? Don Knotts. No, not even uh-huh. remotely. Um, <laughs> remember the um, not not in terms of voice quality, but like look and style. He reminds me of James Carvel. He's the James Carvel of college football. A little bit. Wow. What are, Interesting. Not in the voice, of course. So Interesting. Mary Madeline. But by the, the way, football is a big steaming pile of dung. He'd be living inside it, rubbing it all over his face. You're unhappy you said that at one point, Don? <laughs> no, he meant it about fine bone. That, that, that's, it's that's a compliment. Accurate. You don't think it's accurate? He'd be rubbing it on his face. If well, it if was gonna... dung, if it was it was horse dung, right? Right. If he's so living if in like the middle of it, why not have it all over your face? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> He enjoys college football. That's that's one way. And there are some it. people that take it to a different level, like our guy um, John Rothstein. His love of college basketball goes beyond any human love that two people could share. <laughs> He's married now. No, but I, I, I get that, and I'm not saying he doesn't love his wife. But there are people that love a particular sport that you look at it in awe. That in you, we could be in the middle of one of the biggest things going on on the planet, right? All right. And he's getting, you know, uh, and he's going to tell you that you Saint know Joseph's is a, a four-point right. underdog to uh, <laughs> right Tulane. That you know that yeah right exactly that uh, Texas Christian's backup point guard is going to transfer to. Let Creighton. me ask you this question, Don. It's going to be a tough question. Here we yes. go. Yes. So he's married. Recently married. Hmm. So if, who's if, that? John Rothstein. John Rothstein. Oh, Rothstein. If, okay. if God came down to him and said, "You could stay married and never watch another college basketball game, or you'd have to leave your wife and you can continue on." She gone. Well, she's gone. She's gone. Yeah, she's gone. Wow. He gone. And and I mean that affectionately. Like that, like there are certain people. Like we were just talking about Robin Lumberg. His love for the NBA goes beyond anything that we can even understand as humans. What, you know, what, I was I was at a Peter? game with him, and he was like breaking down the rocket salary cap structure. Number one, I was shocked he knew it, and number two, he had the audacity to believe that I cared. No, <laughs> no you know who's yeah. like that. You know who's like that about college basketball. Like his, he, he will grow old. Probably at some point roaming the streets of uh, like Santa Monica 
panhandling and babbling okay. on about salary cap situations. That's Ryan Rosillo with college bas- with bas- pro basketball as well. Wow, absolute maniac when it comes to it. Santa Michael's Monica's not quite not there a bad with place. baseball. No, if you're going to be a panhandler, it's a good place to be. Yeah, I no, I'm not there with baseball. No, but no, but you're 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 in the neighborhood. If I uh, the Yan- with the Yankees, I'm there. It would really be a tough tough situation too. Like if someone said to someone who loves their partner, "Hey, you can either have these things that entertain you or your wife." Any decent person is saying their wife. Sure. If their wife mildly entertains them. But the sad part is after that, they're going to say yes to the wife, but you are going to be miserable from that point forward. You're going to be going, well, what are we doing now? You just lost, all, if, especially if it wasn't just one but, sport done. But again, you had to give I'm, up all sports. Because the, the love is different, but way more powerful. It's very strange. I, it's hard to explain. I feel like Steve Young with the interview. It's, just, it's deeper than that. He loves his wife, all right, and, and the eventual family they'll have. But Who? the connection he Rothstein. has with college basketball is just, it's, it's, it's like nothing else it's I've ever seen. It's a long comfort. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if you guys know, the Packers had an opportunity to uh, clinch a playoff berth, and instead they lost to Detroit at home. It's, uh, I said what's that? Is that a choking? I said this to Michael. He, he, he disagreed, but it wasn't for his place to disagree because it's how I feel. This makes up what's been a miserable season for me. That was a heck of a pick. I'm really proud of that pick. No, no, no. It was, it was, it was a – the, I, I took the moron yo-yo jabroni. You should be fired from your job pick. And you. And by the way, I, I've loved Detroit all year. I've ridden with Detroit and done quite well. You stuck with it. I. I was scared off of them playing outdoors I on think the it was road. Ballard influenced. No, but ha, I, I didn't speak to Ballard till after the pick. Although Ballard. he texted me later that night and said, "I really like your Green Bay pick." And at that point, I knew I would lose. So. But I wasn't even thinking the Lions' perspective as much as it was that, you know, everybody's now falling back in love with the Packers like they forgot all about the Packers from a month ago, and their problems came back just when they didn't need it to. It was a, you got a break fun real game. soon, Peter. Here's Aaron Rodgers on his uh, plans for next year. I mean, it's a little raw right now. You know, it's just a little bit after the game. So I want to take the emotion out of it and have the conversations and see where the organization's at and see how I feel after some time has passed. Let's go back to yesterday before we wrap this thing up and hear the local call in Buffalo of the opening kickoff. Folk puts his foot into the ball. It's going to be short. Fielded at the four by Hines. Coming straight up the middle to the 20. Cuts it back at the 25. He's got an alley down the right sideline to the 40. 50. Down to the 40. 35. 30. 20. 15. 10. 5. Touchdown. Naheem Hines. 96 yards. Run, run as fast as you can. You're not catching Hines. He's your end zone man. Buffalo on the board with the first play from scrimmage. Then, on that same Buffalo Bills network, roughly two hours later. 15, up over the 20, 25, 30. Gets away from the tackler, 35, 40, 45, 50. They're not going to get him. He's going for another one. 102 yards. Second kick return touchdown of the game. I listened to the, a lot of the game on Buffalo Radio yesterday. They do a terrific job, and that'll do it for ENN on this Monday, 
January 9th. I love those calls, by the way. 